I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So Vic, do you think you might have ADHD? Well, listeners keep emailing me telling me that they think I do. So probably. Mind you, listeners also email us saying we talk too much about your mum's feet. So what do they know? Yeah, fair enough. I honestly had no idea about the connection between overdrinking and ADHD until we started this podcast. About 40% of people that have had any sort of drinking issues also apparently have ADHD. Whenever we chat to ex-drinkers, this comes up more than you'd believe. If you have ADHD or suspect you might or just want to learn about this link, then we would encourage you to check out the I Have ADHD podcast. It's the place where adults with ADHD find research-based information, validation and tons of support. This is the best way to feel less alone and hear some of the answers to the questions you've been sitting with for too long. You'll hear detailed descriptions of what it means to have ADHD and enjoy interviews with the foremost experts in the industry so that you don't have to read those ADHD books that are collecting dust on your shelf. Yeah. Listen to the I Have ADHD podcast and learn how ADHD affects every aspect of your life – From the boardroom to the bedroom. In the podcast, you'll also hear about their ADHD coaching programme, which is called Focused. Focused is made up of three pillars, courses, coaching and community. It is designed to help you build your own self-improvement programme and is perfect for the ADHD brain. And you can get $50 off the course just by using the code SOBER, S-O-B-E-R. So if you're tired of feeling stuck and don't know where to start, listen to the I Have ADHD podcast. The real moment for me about finding my sobriety community was in a bookshop. I think I've mentioned this before. And I asked the lady behind the counter if she had a book about alcoholism, thinking that she was going to give me the big book, The Twelve Steps. But she didn't. She actually handed me Ruby Warrington's book, Sober Curious. And I hadn't had heard that term before. Um, and I soaked that book up like I did uh, vodka Red Bull in the old days. Um <laughs> And, you know, that suddenly opened up the floodgates for me. I realised that I wasn't the only mid-range binge drinker with a problem. And for me, that was huge. And as soon as I finished that book, I searched the word Sober Curious online and then that was that. I found this whole world of millions of people struggling with all sorts of different um, alcohol problems. And I did fit onto that spectrum somewhere, which is which is what I that book taught me. Um, Also, my need to meet other people from that point on became so strong that I actually started my own sober social group, which is something everybody can do. Um, I just went on to meet up and I made a group and I put it out there and I met Lucy through that group. um, And also I met loads and loads of other people. And it's such a simple thing to do to, Mm. to look, look for people in your community who are just like you. So yeah, and and I got there and I was able to discuss something I'd been desperate to discuss for such a long time with people going through exactly the same thing. 
And with that, I also found a couple of people that I really resonated with. You've got to pick the right ones. You've got to be able to know who is going to suit you on this journey, who is going to be your buddy, somebody with a similar experience to you, perhaps someone that's a bit further along the line than you as well that's got a bit more experience Um, because that can really, really help. But I definitely think you've got to be careful in these sober groups because they can be complicated like family members. You've got to have your boundaries up and, you know, people are vulnerable in these groups. So you do have to be careful. But I think stepping into them, you have to take away from them what you can and then continue with the other parts of your sobriety journey as well. It's just part of it. So, yeah, they were that. But that finding that sober curious book (coughs) with that term in it that softened the term alcoholic for me. I think that was a real breaking through point in my sobriety journey. Yeah, and I think as as well as that book that you've mentioned, there are loads of others out there as well, aren't there? That was just where you went and found one book that yeah. was like, wow, that is just incredible. That and is me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there are so many books out there now. We're so lucky that there's so much. And uh, just to follow on from what you said, because as well about meeting all different people who are at different stages on their sobriety journey at these groups, one thing, you know, you have to be a little bit careful of sometimes is that people are, um, do fall back into drinking so when you're choosing who you're going to connect with on a more regular basis um, if there's somebody there who isn't managing to keep as, as sober as you for as long as you sometimes you do have to say okay it's probably not a good idea for me to carry on sort of connecting with this person you've got to really think of yourself yes, a lot haven't you definitely. and what you need for your journey but yep. because there's so many people doing it you will find someone um, and I mean what made me get over myself and finally reach for support desperation yeah I was so desperate yeah um, and I think I've said said it before on this podcast by the time I met you Vic I felt like I was in a dark room and there were all these doors around me and I was just reaching out and trying them all and none of them was open and I just needed one of those bloody doors to open hello it was me <laughs> and there she was <laughs> hello not today thank you <laughs> oh it's that Victoria from Meetup yeah, surely she's not my salvation here i am here to help you with a bowl of porridge and there you were but that's what it was like for me i really was quite desperate and i remember you saying look well i've got a sober group and i was i'll be there and Mm -hmm. i did everything and so sober groups were really what got me through my first um, few months of sobriety and again the same as you think there are other people out there like me um, and that is a really good feeling. There's people I can talk to about this, people I can share experiences with and they get me and I hadn't had that before because, yes, you can go out with people who don't drink but that's completely different to going out with people who are sober because they had a drinking problem. Yeah. And another thing that made me decide to reach out is because my business, which is um, for single mums, has got a huge group of single mothers, mainly Australian, but from the UK, America and all over the world. And um, a lot of people find so much support from that space, just connecting with people who are in a similar situation to them. And the group for me is something where, I mean, it's my work, so I'm on it all the time and I can't really talk that much about what I feel and think because I have to be a very neutral um, space there but um, I see how much it helps other people just connecting with others similar to them and I'm like well maybe that's what I need somewhere else but around the sobriety journey so that's why I reached out because I thought I'm giving this support to others who need it in the single yeah. mum arena and you maybe need I, it somewhere else I need it somewhere yeah. else yeah so that was what encouraged me 
Um, so we did find our sober communities eventually yeah. after we went through the, the all the ridiculous thought process of what we thought they were going to be like and then we got to the point of desperation and yeah. en- enlightenment shutting ourselves in the cupboard <laughs> on our own crying brows on end and we reached we- out to the light we did, and um, and we found well, we we obviously found the same spaces because that where, that's where we met. But um, tell us, Vic, what sort of things worked for you? Well, I've definitely talked about the Instagram, making an Instagram account and a Facebook account. Um, I know they're toxic in some ways; those things, you know, with you know pouting selfies and all that sort of thing. But if you find the sobriety community on either of those, it is nothing like that. There are a lot of. Um, comparing photos i do find in these communities like before and after because i guess you can't really show a picture of a broken soul so people want to show look this is what i looked like when i was drinking this is what i looked like when i stopped which is inspiring in some ways but really it's about what's inside Mm. and that's the real sober journey that me and lucy have been on because we're still ugly unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) there is no before and after with me i look worse well, I don't know what you looked like before. Yeah, I was really pretty. <laughs> uh, now I'm turning into a booth You're a troll. stunner. Yeah. I was gorgeous. Yes. So, Maybe that's because you were younger. Yeah, I don't know, probably. And I hadn't been through any huge had, traumas. You had your beer goggles on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I found loads of people on Instagram and Facebook that I follow now um passionately because they're the people that keep me sober and it's people like sober dave follow him he's brilliant there's soberlicious in england there's intoxicated sober in the country i have to mention them shana wange because she she supports loads of people in outback australia she's huge um just find something that suits you follow them all just make separate accounts from your normal ones and follow all of these people you will find someone you resonate with in these stories and within these pages so i really recommend doing that the other thing i have to mention is my morning exercise group i know that's a weird one because it's not a sober cliche. community i know it's so <laughs> cliche i'm sorry but go I, for a job yeah i have started exercising since i gave up drinking as often as i can and there's this amazing guy scott who runs this free exercise group where i live at like six six o'clock in the morning and it means I go for a coffee and I go for a swim after we've done our class and I sit and I do my socializing before 7am so I don't actually feel the need to go out in the evening because it's done I've I've had a laugh I've chatted with people we've talked about all sorts of things there's no pressure to drink I mean that going out for a coffee with people and doing all that sort of thing that you used to do in the evening and having that that need fulfilled of sober social of socializing is such a good thing to do in the morning. So shout out to the to the Majimba uh, exercise crew that I see every morning. Do you um, do that every morning? Well, I try to, but I haven't done it for about three weeks. I've been on holiday, <laughs> oh, you've been but on I, holiday. I, I, I try to do it every day. But yeah, I do boxing as well. But it's better than doing nothing. I try. I try, Lucy. They'll be like, God, what's she talking about? She never turns up. <laughs> Please don't. Like, they don't she? listen to this. There's yeah. this bird who's just mentioned you on her podcast. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone know who yeah. she is? Or that fat one that turns oh, up she occasionally. Came once. Yeah. <laughs> the one that was panting in the, the corner. Fat, ugly one. <laughs> the one that was blo- bloated in the corner. Looked like she's drunk too much over <laughs> yeah. her life. Yeah. The one really unfit one. Also, Quitlit and podcasts, of course, are an amazing resource for finding sober people, sober stories. The stories of others will make you feel less alone. 
Um, for me, going on other people's podcasts was an amazing journey for me because I got to retell my drinking story. In the beginning, when I first went on podcasts, I just thought, oh, yeah, listen to me. I'm a bit of a binge drinker. But as it went on and I kept retelling the story I and listening back to myself, I realised, gosh, really, I did have a massive problem. So it was good hearing my own story. So I really recommend telling your drinking story to as mm. many people as you can. <laughs> as many people who <laughs> will listen. listen. Yeah. <laughs> And hearing what their reactions is reactions are, because that is very interesting to hear what they'll go, well, gosh, actually, you were a bit crazy. So, And also hearing other people's stories is a really good way to understand that you're not alone. Um, also, advice, that's what I was just saying, keep talking about it. Your story is so important to this sober, curious movement. Tell people on the bus, you know, I want people to know that this is not boring, it's better you know, I was going to tell Lucy very briefly about on the plane on the way to my holiday, I was rather chuffed because I found myself on the Virgin Entertainment System. I <laughs> there was a massive I know, thing. I was scrolling through and there I was, an interview that I did with uh, Mamma Mia a few months ago. And I actually nudged the guy next to me being like all proud because I've never seen myself and anything like that before. And I was like, look, look, that's me. And he sort of leaned away from me and sort of... <laughs> didn't speak to me for the rest he of the flight. He probably thought about you as yeah. we used to think about sober yeah, probably like, who weirdo. is this sober weirdo? <laughs> I know, and I was really proud of myself and just wanted to tell someone. And yes, yeah, maybe don't tell everyone, not somebody you don't know on a plane like I did. But <laughs> No, I anyway, think you did the right I was right proud, thing. I was proud. You. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's amazing, actually, Vic. Yeah, it was, I was quite excited, to be honest. Hi there. I wanted to tell you about a podcast that I think every single one of you will benefit from. It's called Therapy Works and it's hosted by me, Julia Samuel. I'm a best-selling author and psychotherapist. I invite you into my therapy room where I speak to either a known or unknown guest. Topics range from the difficulties of divorce, a life-changing illness to the struggles of motherhood. Search Therapy Works now wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So, as you probably know, my comedy memoir, A Thousand Wasted Sundays, is officially out. All my magnificent fuck-uppery in one awkward hit. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy, it's now available from all good bookstores. We always say all good bookstores, don't we? Yeah. Are, there, are there bad bookstores? There's probably ones with moody, moody what? sellers. Oh, yeah, really yeah. depressed librarian folks. Yes, yes, okay, yes, good, yes. Good. So there are probably some, but we're only storing it in the good ones. It's only made it into the goodies. <laughs> You can also get it from all good online retailers. The print version and ebook are out now, and the audiobook will be available in March. 
I've been writing my memoir for five years. It will make you laugh, cry and cringe and hopefully inspire a few people to reconsider their relationship with booze. If you love the podcast, then I think you'll love the book, even if I do say so myself. Hamish has read it. What did you think? I feel like I know a little bit too much about you now, to be honest, Vic. Look, I really loved it. It was hilarious and surprisingly moving, but I feel like I've seen you naked in a literary sense. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that's worrying. Yeah. Yeah. From an emotional point of view, seriously, it wobbled my teeny weeny wooden heart, Vic. Okay. (laughs) My teeny little wooden heart. His his wooden heart is broken. Anyway, so if you do manage to get your filthy mitts on a copy, please do me a favour and head to goodreads.com and give me a review. Doing that will help me get it out there to those that need a bit of sober support. So there you have it. My story, unwanted warts and all. Come and get awkward with me. Not to be too demanding or anything, but seriously, go and buy it Yeah, now. go and buy it. Go and buy it right now. Yeah, don't just tell your friends. Buy it and then buy your friends one or two. Yeah, yeah, don't give them a copy. Yeah. Buy it, yeah. And you know what? Don't be careful where you store it. If you lose it, you can always buy another yeah, five. Yeah, buy another one. Yeah. <laughs>